Hey everyone, my name is Igal Adado and this is the Palm Leaders Podcast. A podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life, all while working at the pawn shop. Hey Palm Brokers, welcome to another great episode of the Palm Leaders Podcast. And with me today, I have Mike Willingham, who's an entrepreneur who's passionate about leadership, investing, and of course, palm broking. Mike has held a number of senior executive leadership roles during his career with jewelry company, Zell Corporation, lead sales operations as national sales manager and director position with Advanced Tissue, and national supplier of medical supplies. Michael currently serves as vice president and COO of iPon Arkansas and is president of Willingham Diamonds and serves as a board member for the National Prom Brokers Association. Michael developed a passion for leadership, reading, talking to individuals, and learning everything he could about responsible leadership. Michael's true passion is influencing younger men to realize their leadership abilities. Six years ago, he joined forces with Radical Mentoring to help equip young men identified as high potential leaders. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Good to be here. I, I knew you and I would be a perfect fit after I read your bio after we had a quick phone call after an exchange on Facebook, we jumped on a phone call, we talked leadership, we talked personal development, and I knew I needed you on the show. So thanks for being here. All those things I don't get enough of. Yeah. The right. GM and crew. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's start with your history. How did you get into pawnbroking? Where you had a history of, in jewelry sales, and then tell us how you got into the pawnbroking industry. So I got in the industry with a buddy of mine I was having lunch with. Uh, I had gotten out of medical sales. Uh, that was just a, a job where I was traveling five, six days a week and uh, decided to get out of that and was taking some time off. And a buddy of mine said, hey, let's open a pawn shop. I was like, why? Because <laughs> they make money and it's fun. And, and you buy stuff, you sell stuff, you loan money. So <clears throat> he talked me into it. We started. and basically we started out stuff with our, from our garage and, and threw a sign up. And that's what, how we started eight okay. years ago this year. So how many stores do you have now? We have two stores, two stores, iPod, Arkansas, and give us some background. What, what are the laws in Arkansas? What's the interest rate? What's the hold period? So uh, the interest rate is kind of open. There, there's no Arkansas before, August of this year, Arkansas is one of the few states that has zero pawn laws on the books uh, as far as regulations go. Uh, we joined forces with a couple of other pawnbrokers in the state and actually got a law passed this, uh, this past year. And uh, so that caps it at 25% per month. And then a uh, whole time of 30 days on merchandise. Nice. Right. And you do all types of merchandise, right? Jewelry and general merchandise? Jewelry, general merchandise, boats, cars, RVs, everything. Anything. Awesome. Beautiful. So how long has it been since you opened the stores? So we opened uh, our first store eight years ago this month, in fact. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, Happy anniversary. You. Yeah. Nice. And how's the ride been? What's been some of the tough situations that you've had? And what's been some of the, the great moments? So some of the tough situations is finding, uh, as we expand and, and have expanded, is finding uh, employees and staff who, who 
don't just want to have a job and get a paycheck, but actually want to learn sales, learn negotiation, marketing, merchandising. You know, we, we kind of say, uh, tell our staff, anything will sell on a pawn shop if it's priced right, clean, and well merchandised. And so finding, finding people who, who kind of have a vision and a passion for, for whatever it is they want to do in life, uh, you know, is, has been a difficult task. Yeah. And I'm sure for many, many pawnbrokers, I remember uh, when we had our stores, we had a team of 40 plus and just hiring the right type of people was tough. But when you found a good one, you treat them right. And there's a big difference. Yeah. We, um, one of the things we do also is we pay above average wages, we pay a commission, you know, our, our employees have uh, healthcare, they have a free gym membership that we pay for all employees, a 401k that we match. Wow. So it's, it's just like working for a large corporation, basically, which so is building, an added expense, but it's worth it to get Yeah, hired. so building that great culture, giving back to the employees helps you find great employees. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. What made you decide to do those types of things as opposed to some other pawnbrokers who might be listening who say, why would I give them a gym membership? Like, for what? one, it, it, it keeps your employees out there. You know, we, our employees go to the gym and, and a lot of times they're wearing an iPod t-shirt that we've given them. And, and so they're, they're marketing themselves. And that's one of the things we, I talk about a lot is personal branding. Uh, you know, my background is, is jewelry. And I started off branding myself because I, when somebody is at a function and they say, Oh, where'd you get that ring? I didn't want them to say, I got it at X jewelers. I want them to say I got it from Mike Willingham. So that's one of the things I teach our employees is brand yourself because you're going to, you're, you're not going to probably not going to work here forever. So take, you can take your customers with you, your clients with you. You know, I'm so happy that you brought up brand new. I talked with Josh Davis in the last episode and he said that one of the reasons that he's successful seven stores in Florida was because of branding. Absolutely. And but that, that's, corporate, that's corporate branding, right? What do you mean? Corporate branding. Yeah, let, let's talk about what that means when you talk about like personal branding. Why is that important to a pawn shop when your employees personally brand themselves as opposed to just corporate branding? Well, but, you know, I think because you turn that, uh, that customer into a client and there's a huge difference between a customer and a client and the relationship is different. And, but also, your employee is going to make more money, which means you're going to make more money uh, because they branded themselves. And, and when you see Zach around Little Rock, you know Zach works at iPod and he can get you a deal on a solitaire, a TV, whatever you need. If you need cash to get gas to go to work, that's Zach's your guy. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the guy to call. Right. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Branding is super important. When we used to give out our Cashco t-shirts, we would tell people, if you're going to wear this around, you need to walk and talk with the integrity of the store. Sure. You know, Absolutely. Because you are who you are inside and outside of the shop, as opposed to separating that, those two things. And we take it a step further. Even when you're not wearing something that's iPod on it, you're still representing yourself, your store, your family, your parents, all those things. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about leadership. I think it's important for, you know, in the palm industry. When I was in it 
you know, before I got out two years ago, I started a leadership program for my managers, leadership program for my employees. And maybe many, many people said I was crazy. Why are you wasting your time? You know, these are pawnbrokers. What difference have you seen in your business, in your team, in the people around you, when you became a better leader? What happened in them? Well, I think when I became a better leader, it, it, it encourages them and, and it also challenges them. You, can, you have the ability to, to challenge them to be better. Uh, uh, you know, if, if one of the things that we do is, yeah, you want to set a sales goal and maybe a productivity goal for your employees. And some employees are going to have to say, I don't know what you want to do, but this is what we got to have out of you each week. But what I found, if you let salespeople set their own goals, they're going to set them much higher than you would usually. Now that puts me in a different position of now I'm here to help you meet your goals instead of just hammering on, on, Hey, you got to, I need you to, I need you to sell this. I need you to get this much in productivity. And so they're, they become more confident because they realize that they, they, they can do what, what they've been asked to do and what they want to do. They've set their goals. Now, what is, what is leadership? I mean, what does that mean to you? You, you mentor young men to become better leaders. What but I think leadership, leadership in its purest, purest definition is influence. Uh, and influencing people to, to do something they may not normally do, uh, whether that's, you know, set a sales goal or whether that is stop smoking or go to the gym three times a week, all those things, get their finances in order, raise their credit score. Uh, I've, I've helped guys do, employees do that with all those things. So, but again, why is that important in palm broking, especially in palm broking? Why do you think in today, 2018, a palm broker needs to learn leadership and become a better leader? Uh, that's an interesting question because I, I think they're, a lot of times they're viewed as leaders in their community. They might not view themselves as leaders in their community, but they're viewed as leaders in the community because that's the place you go when, when you need to pay your phone bill or you need to pay your light bill or you're, you got to buy your kids grocery or pay for their daycare. And so if you're not leading as a, as the manager or the owner of the pawn shop or, or how you're leading is, is going to be a direct reflection on how your staff interacts with your customers. And, and so if, if you lead well, you're going to, they're going to treat your, 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 customers well if you treat your employees well it's 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 a trickle down effect so it's safe to say that becoming a better leader improves your bottom line at some point absolutely absolutely listen up palm brokers i'm going to say that again becoming a better leader influences your bottom line it increases it and so you know if i use the analogy all the time if time is money and we've all heard that time is money then you're either spending time or you're investing time. So either you're investing in your employees, you're investing in your customers, you're investing in yourself by learning leadership, learning sales approaches, learning how to overcome objections, teaching your people how to overcome objections and teaching them goal set. A lot of, a lot of people set goals, but they never, they, they don't have a plan to achieve those goals, which is just a dream. You know, with, with uh, some of the clients and, and friends and, and pawn leaders, when they come on board, they say, oh, I have a goal. I want my loan balance to go up 
$50,000. That's it. There's no plan of attack. How do we get there? How do we chunk that down? Let's increase it, you know, $3,000 a month. So I love what you said that there's really no procedure as to, I want this goal. And then it's, you don't process it to be able to achieve it. Yeah. If you, and if you're, if you don't have a, a vision of where you want to be as a leader, and if you can't realistically look at, here's where I am, here's where I want to be. It's not about those two things. It's about the gap. What am I going to fill the gap in? So Mike, talk about that. Some. Let's talk about the gap. You know, you talk about where I am today and where I want to go. How, do, how does one fill the gap? What do you need to do to be able to fill the gap to get from point A to point B? Well, I, th- I think it's, it's commit one, you know, um, I love golf. I'm committed to golf. I'm a terrible golfer, but if I want to be a better golfer, anything that, anything that has commitment behind it usually is going to involve time and money. So if I'm going to commit to be a better golfer, I'm probably going to have to hire a, a, a for me, a really good instructor, uh, you know, buy a good, a good set of golf clubs, buy the best balls, private lessons, and maybe a, a membership somewhere. So I'm going to have to spend time and money to do that, to get better at it. If you want to become better at leadership or you want your, you to, you want to become better at sales or you want your people to become better at sales, you're going to have to invest time and money into it. It's just not just going to happen by osmosis. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. What did you do to invest in yourself to become a better leader? How did you go through this personal development journey? What did you do? Uh, I, I love to read. Uh, uh, reading is a big part of it. Uh, probably the biggest thing is, is I became involved in, uh, uh, I had a young man about seven years ago asked me to mentor him. Uh, he and his wife had been talking about it. And so my name kept coming up. So we had coffee and, and it always kind of starts out as, uh, I've got this business idea. And so I, I had never mentored anybody, been asked to mentor anybody. So I immediately go online and I search Google mentor and, uh, this, this website came up radicalmentoring.com. And so I called the guy, we talked, I had a great conversation and, you know, he challenged me. He said, don't just do one guy. He said, do six or eight guys all at one time, because what you're going to find is, and what I found is they're all asking the same questions. And so instead of having six different meetings a week, you can have one meeting a month and get it all, get it all done. So radicalmentoring.com, it's a great thing, a great program. They have everything you need, but probably that's probably the most been the most influential for me because now I know that I got six or eight guys watching me all the time. So you, you have to lead. Yeah, you have to lead. Yeah, you, if you, if you're and, and you put yourself in a position where you force yourself to do it. Yeah. And like you said, if you commit to them, you have to commit to the rest of the other areas in your life, to being healthy, to having that balance, to working hard, to be able to teach them and mentor them about it. Well, and, and you know, it's, it's about the, the productivity part of it, too. We, when you've had – we've all had those days where we had killer day in sales – uh, everything just went right and we had enthusiasm. We were excited. And when you've had a good and b- busy day like that, you're a better friend, you're a better son, you're a better daughter, you're a better husband, you're a better wife, better employee. And, and it's about enthusiasm. If you don't have enthusiasm about what you're doing, then, then you're wasting your time. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, 
Too much free time makes you focus on your problems instead of your goals. Yeah, I agree with you. And if you're enthusiastic, if you walk into your pawn shop and you're enthusiastic, your employees become enthusiastic in a sense. If you walk in and are grumpy and you're angry, well, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get grumpy and angry. They're going to be grumpy and angry towards your customers. And you're not going to make as much money as you should. Sure. You know, I have a good friend whose name is David Tall, owns this huge company called Agentology. And he walks to work. And when he walks in, I think he has like 100 employees now. He fist bumps everybody every day when he walks in. Just like, and just says, have a great day. Have a great day. To give them a little bit of that enthusiasm so they can perform at the next level. Yeah. So, great. So, let's talk about, you have pawn shops. Right, and you talked about personal right. branding, and then you you also have Willingham Diamonds. Yeah, tell tell the listeners why you kind of branched out to that, and how that maybe intertwines with the pawn shop and why it helps. So uh, Willingham Diamonds is <clears throat> I've been in the industry for twenty eight years, front end, uh, corporate office end, and it's just something I really love doing. Um, I found uh, you know it's a it's kind of a niche market that I have. Uh, yeah, I've just got a small office. My, my rent's 600 bucks a month. I don't have much overhead. So I can make less money on a, on a stone and you, you give better value to customers. And uh, that, that's, I just love doing it. And are you selling the stones from the shop? Are you getting them wholesale? What's the, what's the, we, we keep that separate, um, you know, because I want the, I want the pawn shop to, to sell their product and, and I just sell mine wholesale. Gotcha. Gotcha. Great. So it's, but, but you're, you're doing incredible things on social media. I mean, your social well, media is on fire. You know, social media is, is something that a lot of, what I've noticed is a lot of pawnbrokers don't use it. Yeah. And, you know, what if I told you there was a way where you could be known by hundreds of thousands of people? It's free. It's not regulated. And you can say whatever you want to pretty much, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to solve your problems, your advertising problems. We were spending 10 to $12,000 a month on advertising. And so we made it a point to go out and get a lot of social media followers. And we wanted those to be local because you can go out and buy all kinds of followers. So we came up with a couple of events that made people go to go to our Facebook and Instagram pages and, and follow us. And so, you know, it, it's, you make, if you got a hundred people coming in your store a day, would you rather speak to a hundred people or the 15,000 people you've got following you on Facebook? Yeah. You want to speak to both. Yeah. And it's about leading, right? It's about creating that content and creating great. So you, I follow you on Instagram. And you're not just posting, check out this diamond for sale, check out this watch for sale, check out this ring for sale. You're posting, you know, motivational quotes, leadership quotes, inspirational stuff. You're giving back. You're not just trying to sell. And I think that's the difference between you and a lot of pawn shops out there. Well, and a lot of people use social media as just an avenue to sell. You can't just use use it as an avenue to sell. You got to use it as an avenue to educate, to, like you said, encourage and, and you know, videos are great. Videos get more views than, than pictures and, and such, but you can't have all or you have to have a good mix. Yeah. So we talked about business leadership. We talked about your pawn shops. How did leadership 
affect your personal life? Well, I think, I think I always tell people you're, you don't just go to work from eight to five or eight to six or, or work 60 plus hours a week. Like a lot of us do and then shift gears and become the leader you need to be at home. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a either or it's a both and you're, you're a leader at home and you're a leader at work too. Those are maybe two different styles of leadership, but it, it's, you're always leading. And, and so in my, in my personal life, you know, I'll lead, I'll lead the same way as I do at, at work. Uh, and the, the results are the same. I, I agree with you. For me, when we were training our, our managers, uh, we would tell them, you know, the way you are at home is the way you are here. And the way you are here should be the way you are at home. So if you're at the store, you shouldn't say, oh, you know, I do things differently here than I do at home. Being honest should be honest everywhere. Right. Uh, integrity, integrity everywhere. Being committed, committed everywhere. And I think lots of times, especially with pawnbroking, I think some people have such a bad image of pawn of pawn shops and pawn brokers that we take in stolen merchandise that we're not honest so i think it's essential for pawn brokers to have as much integrity as possible within their community so that they're seen as the leaders that like you say you know not just a place to come and and pawn my stuff but this is a leader of my community who's giving back and there's so there's so many small things that you can that pawn brokers can do to change that perception of the industry within their community. You know, I, for instance, our guys wear uh, and gals wear khakis and a branded polo shirt. So everybody, you walk into our stores and you know that person works there. Yeah. They all have name tags. Uh, you know, there, there's branding things, sending thank you notes. For, for the most part, our customers in the pond industry don't shop at places where they get thank you notes. Why not, why not stand out from the crowd and send them a thank you? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was seeing a website and, I, and I'm going to talk with the owner to see if he'll jump on. It's called reviewwave.com. I've never used it. My chiropractor uses it. And what happens is after you go there, it sends you a text message to rate how the service was. And then after you rate it, if you rate it a four or above, it'll take you to the Yelp, Google, or Facebook page to give them a review. If you rate them like a three or below, it'll say, please let us know how we can improve. And I think those are types, those are small types of things that pawnbrokers can do in this day and age to stand out from the crowd, to keep up with other retail establishments, like you said, and to lead the pack. Like if you want to lead sure. the industry, if you want to lead your competition, you got to stand out. Well, and you know, uh, I love what you're doing with this whole leadership thing and, and, and branching out in, into that that area and influencing pawnbrokers. I, I wore glasses the other day. I walked into my uh, optometrist's office because I lost my glasses. So I was prepared to spend money. I was ready. I walked in. I said, hey, I, I lost my glasses. I need, I need to I want to get the same ones, same frames. They said, okay, just look around. I already told them what I wanted. Yeah. They, they looked my name up. My prescription had expired. That's all they told me was my prescription prescription had expired not let's go ahead and say get you set up for an exam take it the next step so i want i love my eye doctor but i walked out of that store in that office without buying anything without setting up an appointment and she lost a patient just because of her staff 
the same story and it happens happened. every day in the pond industry, every day in any, every industry. Yeah, it happened to me. I, I have a trader that I go to who has like a private gym and I was paying a gym membership somewhere else. And so I said, why am I going to spend the 50 bucks a month to go to the, the gym membership if I don't use it? So I walked in the, and the girl at the desk and I just said, hi, I'd like to cancel my membership. This was the answer. Seriously, Mike. Okay. What's your name? And I gave her my name. She said, it's canceled. Thank you. And all she had to do was ask me, what makes you want to cancel it? Yeah. What can I do to make sure that you stay a member? Can I give you a small discount? Can I give you an extra towel? Here's a cookie. I right. What can I do to keep I your wanted, business? Yeah, I, I wasn't even convinced that I wanted to cancel my membership. I just did it because 50 bucks. But if she added on some type of value, like, hey, I'll, I'll give you this month for free, something, yeah. I would have stayed on. And I think that that happens to a lot of pawn brokers. I, I, we have a, a rule with our family that wherever you travel, you have to go to a pawn shop. That's the rule, right? My brother and I want to take a vacation. No problem. Take the vacation as long as you take a picture outside of a pawn shop for me and tell me how the experience was. Sure. And a lot of times it was the same thing. You walk in, people don't say hi. Uh, how can I help you? What's going on? And I think leadership starts there. If the owner of the store studies leadership, reads books, personal development, join a mastermind like the pawn leaders to learn how to better equip their employees, they will make more money. Absolutely. Investing in their abilities, their learning, their employees makes them more money. Why do you think pawnbrokers have this block against it? I think some of it is... Um the one division thing, they don't have a vision for where they want to go and where they want to take their company or their employees. Um, but it's, it's also, they don't know how. And so that's why I think what you're doing with the, with podcasts is, is fantastic. Um, because that's going to, that's going to teach them. Yeah. Or they have, at least they have the opportunity to get the information. Yeah. I always say, if you don't it, it could be something as, as simple as, um, uh, you know, your core values and, and a lot of, do they have, do you have a set of core values for your store and your company? Um, you know, and they're, they're out there. Ours for, for iPod is create a remarkable experience, which I explain that that's something worth remake, making a remark about embrace and drive change because things are always changing in the pawn shop. Excellence in every role. Little things are important. Little things turn into big things and honest is always best. I love that. Repeat those again. These are the core values. Obviously, right. they're, posted, they're, they're posted somewhere. There, there's posters all over the stores with this. Right. So tell us again. These are the five core values of iPod. Go for it. Create remarkable experiences. Embrace and drive change. Excellence in every role. Little things are important. Honest is best. I love that, Mike. I, I think that every pawnbroker needs to create their core values because when your employees see it, and if, you're, and if your posters are in the store as well, then your customers can hold your employees accountable. Absolutely. And little things are important. It's probably, probably the one we concentrate yeah. most on because, you know, if there's cigarette butts on the parking lot, then, then that's not a good, that's not a good, create a good experience. Yeah. If there's weeds growing up between the cracks uh, in the parking lot, all those things. Yeah. The floor yeah. hadn't been vacuumed. I think that pawnbrokers were spoiled for a long time, and I'll speak for myself as well. There was 
many years where we just opened the door and money walked in. Yeah. And this day and age. Now we're having to work for it. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I'll talk with some pawnbrokers and say, oh, the business is different. It's not the same anymore. It's not what it used to be. And my answer is, it's because now you actually have to work. Now you have to become three things, a leader, a marketer, and a business strategist. When before, yeah. you just opened the door, gold walked in, money walked in, and, and, you were, and you were fine. And I think that if you want to become a successful pawnbroker, if you want to take your pawn shop to the next level, it's about leadership. It's about marketing. It's about strategy, which I think. I, I think one of the one of the major shifts that has to happen in the pawn pawn world is we're so transaction oriented, and, and we look at we look at the merchandise, and we don't pay any attention to the customer. I love that. And qualify the customer, not the merchandise, uh, and don't become so transaction oriented. Uh, you know, that's one of the things we like for our, our, our employees, our SLA, sales and lending associates, we like for them to wait on a customer all the way through the process, whether it's a pawn, because I want my customer to think, Zach is my guy, if I need to put something in a layaway, if I need to buy something, if I need to pawn something, if I need to sell something, or if I need to make my pawn service charge payment, Zach's my guy that I do that with. Yeah. That way they build a relationship, and now that that that's how you transition a customer into a client for Zach. Yeah, I agree. What I call a raving fan. Yeah. Right? Cause you don't want somebody just to walk in once buy a guitar and never come back. You want raving fans walking out of your stores and, and recommending you to their friends, family, or whatever that is. And it's little things like restriping your parking lot two or three times a year. Makes it look fresh and new. Yeah, I told I told a story on, on one of the last podcasts about a very famous lady here in San Diego who owns lots of restaurants. I had no idea who she was. She was picking up a cigarette butts in the parking lot. And when I asked, they said, that's the owner of this company. Multi, multi-million dollar restaurant chain. But she knew, she, you know, she's got to do it as well. So. Right. It's very, very important. Absolutely. Nice. Um, your, your, your employees are, are the backbone of your business. And pay attention to pay attention to the people you hire. Uh, you know, we, we use a, a, a hiring process that is uh, test scientific testing, and then training, and then just you're you're invested in them. And you know, you don't hire people to fire people. So let's let's get them trained up. Let's get them to where they they they're productive for you. What do you mean by scientific? process what, what so is we it? we do a um a, we use a test called the uh, tts uh i can't remember the what that stands for the tts report that basically tells us uh how emotionally stable they are how quickly they make decisions how uh you know if they if they have high leadership potential or if they're going to be if they're if they're going to be best suited as an sla an inventory associate in the back, a bookkeeper, or manager. Manager. Oh, so what we'll try to do is we'll try to find the link to that, and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah. In the TTS reports, so other pawnbrokers can get a hold of that and see what they can do. Okay. You know, a lot of times we place people in the wrong position, yeah. and so their best isn't good enough. And if their best isn't good enough, it's kind of cruel to leave that person in that 
in that role because you're going to be frustrated. They're going to be frustrated. And I'm not saying you have to, to let them go or do outplacement. It may just be they need to shift into another, into another role to where they're successful. Yeah. So you talked about that in the beginning of the show, that reading is very, very important. What's one book that you recommend that everybody listening to this, obviously pawnbrokers, should read to level up their leadership? So one of the one of the books that's become my favorite one, it's, it's a newer one, uh, is by Grant Cardone. It's called Be Obsessed or Be Average. Okay. And it, it talks about uh, sales and, and, you know, how to, how to lead in life and, and how to lead people and how to become a good leader. Um, the other one that I think is great for the pawnbroker industry is uh, Smart Moves Management by John Thetford. Uh, it, it basically tells you how to run a pawn shop, whether you're a single store operator or a multi-store operator. Nice. Love it. Thank you for those. Yeah. And uh, Mike, we're, we're, running, we're winding down on time. And I want to ask you, it's 2018. What do you think pawnbrokers, two things pawnbrokers need to do right now, make a change in their business so that they can stop being average and become great? I think it's invest in your staff and invest in yourself. Um, you know, pay your staff more money, give them an opportunity to earn more money. You know, I, I always, I, I told our staff the other night, I want you to make so much money that your friends are pissed at you and hope something bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, if, if, if we'll invest in our staff, then, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Love it. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, tell people where they can find you on social media because I think they should follow you. You do a great job on it. So, so uh, my business, iPon Arkansas on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, Willingham Diamonds on Facebook and Instagram and Mike Willingham on Facebook and then MikeWillingham.com. Nice, beautiful. I appreciate you for being here. And Palm Brokers, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to continue the conversation with Mike, uh, remember to go to the Facebook group, uh, Pawn Leaders Podcast Community, and we'll continue. You can ask questions over there. Also, if you're ready to invest in yourself and in your team, go to pawnleaders.com to join an incredible group of pawnbrokers who are learning about leadership, learning how to grow their stores and become better leaders so I'll see you guys there. Mike, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for everyone listening and stay tuned for another episode.